0: Happy Mother's Day. You know, uh, just so that you guys know, I I, I have a uh, one quick announcement. This Sunday, coming up, not today, next Sunday, Contagious Oasis, 18 to 30, is meeting at Will and Gav's place, and they're doing a pool party at 3 o'clock. Now, the follow-up to that announcement is will and Gav are expecting and about to become new parents and they are going to take a short break or a long break not sure yet from their duties as hosting our contagious oasis group because their time and focus needs to be spent on their child amen so we are going to figure out a plan to keep that going Maybe launch somebody new for a little while. Someone to help out. No worries. It'll all be good. Amen? If you are a mother, after service, we have a small gift for you. So please don't dart out that door or that door and not go that way. Okay? You know, um, I've been a part of a lot of church games. And they're usually kind of fun. Where they're like... You know, oldest mom in the room, right? And then they give them a prize. And then they're like, mom with the most children in the room, right? And then they get a prize. And then you're like, youngest mom in the room. And somebody's teenage daughter stands up, unmarried, with a baby, right? And you're like, oh, you win a Starbucks card too. That's an awkward, embarrassing feeling for the family, yes? Maybe. But we're going to read a story today. Somewhat similar. I was really excited because I had to look at last year's notes. I'm like, okay, Mother's Day is a tough one for me because I'm a guy and I talk about guy stuff and, you know, dudes, right? And I'm like, okay, I got to tone it back a little bit and focus on the ladies. And I'm like, who am I going to, what am I going to, what, what am I doing? What am I going to do? And then, I, and, then it, and then it dawned on me. I'm like, you're in a series, It's called It's Your Turn. And I went to my wife. And I gave her three names. And I said, who should I focus on it being their turn for Mother's Day? And she said, Mary. So it's Mary's turn today, right? You've heard a lot of good stories. David's turn, Saul's turn, Solomon's turn, Samson's turn, Moses' turn. Today it's Mary's turn. It's Mother's Day. Amen? So I want to start by reading something that's a preface to mothers. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed... This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from the man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. That's from Genesis 2. I was like, I'm not Pastor Chris if I don't get up here and say something offensive. I have to offend you. It's my challenge, right? So I put a funny note here. I said, this is a reminder to all you pet lovers... That God truly designed you for relationships with people, not your pets. Don't sit there doing the single train with your little heel yapping chihuahua and say, I'm happy right here. I knew I was gonna offend somebody with that one. Women are a gift from God. You see that scripture we talked about? That word helper. That's a key word. That's a very key word in that text that I'm going to point out to you today. Women are a gift from God. Wives are a gift from God. Mothers, Mother's Day, are a gift from God. Mothers are chosen by God to fulfill a special duty. Did you know that? Who said dishes? (laughs) At least it was a mother. (laughs) I want to read you guys a couple quotes that I thought were really great that I found. Listen to this quote. All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. I remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. Now I'm going to read you another quote. All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute all my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her. Do you know who said those things? I'm going to read them again. All that I am, or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. I remember my mother's prayers. And they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. The woman in reference here is the mother of Abraham Lincoln. And Lincoln was one of our greatest presidents who ever lived. And that was his quote. Let me read you the second one. All I am I owe to my mother. I attribute all my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her. That was a quote from another famous president. His name was George Washington. Do you know what their mother's names were? Of course you don't. Hardly anyone ever knows the mother's name. Mom. Probably mother in those times. These mothers were faithful to their God-given privilege and responsibilities. Their sons were great men because they had a great and wonderful mother. Yes? Now we're going to go back to what I read you in Genesis. God referred to the woman as a helper in the Scripture in Genesis. The same word helper is used many, many times in Scripture. In fact, that word helper is used over 60 times in the Bible. And that same word helper in God giving man a helper is the same word defined. It's in two different languages, but it's the same word meaning of when Jesus referred to sending you the Holy Spirit as a helper. Did you know that? Bet you didn't know that. I bet you knew that. I bet you knew that Jesus sent you the Holy Spirit as a helper, but I bet you didn't ever hear somebody tell you that God referred to giving the woman as the same helper. Too often, the thought of a helper is someone less than the other, right? Your helper is someone less than you. I take my sons out to work with me on jobs, I poke them with a sharp stick, I make them do all the hard work. They're my helper. They're my helper. See the trash? It goes in the dumpster over there. You see that piece? I need it right now. Bring it over here. I'm sitting in my chair with my drill. Give it to me. My helper. That's not the word helper that was used in Scripture. So I say again, too often the thought of a helper is someone less than the other. Such such as an unskilled worker assisting the skilled worker. Or one who is less educated. We refer to those people as an apprentice. Often, unfortunately, often, considering what we've read about who the woman is, who, the woman, who God made the woman to be, the helper, right? Considering that, considering these quotes you heard from some of our greatest presidents in history, often a woman or mother's role has been rel- related to a servient role to men, husbands, fathers, and children. Helper. Sad, right? Not so in God's created order. Amen? Not so in God's created order from Genesis 2. Not so. A woman is a helper, the same as God is a helper. Men, listen to your wives. She is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Amen. My wife is the Holy Spirit speaking to me all the time. Puts me in my place. Makes me think about it. You know who told us that one day? Mark and Jill when they were here. Like Just as the wife is the neck, the wife is the helper. The wife is the voice of the Holy Spirit to the husband. The helper. A mother's role is the hardest of the parental roles. Yes or no? Yes. I'm going to put down a lot of us men here, including myself. I'm going to offend again. Now, there were men doing what I'm going to share right now, so if you know who you are, you're not going to take offense to it. While we sang through praise and worship, there were four mothers standing up with their hands up, praising and worshiping the Lord. And the rest of us just sat around waiting for the music to be over. I was really amazed thinking I was going to come up and talk about how important the mother's role is in the church and to her husband's. I sat behind my wife and watched her praise. I watched Kelly over here praise. I watched Dale over here praise. I watched Vicki praise. I watched Diana praise. I don't know where she went. Do we have children today? Okay, so I watched it, though, and I thought, look at those women go. Look at those mothers go. I was like, man, they're putting us to shame, guys. I had to get up here and say something, you know. Remember I gave you guys that hard time about the carry the TV worship? Is he done singing yet? My back hurts. He loves me this much. I can do this for 18 more seconds. Let's see if I can go a whole minute without my shoulders hurting. Right? The women were just into it, man. She was over here signing. It was great. I was I was I was I was engaged watching the mothers worship today. There, your Holy Spirit, men. Pick a good one. A woman must be faithful to God's calling of being a mother to God's chosen instrument. You know what God's chosen instrument are? Each and every one of us. A a woman must be faithful to God's calling of being a mother to God's chosen instrument. Each and every one of us have the opportunity to do something for God's kingdom. Therefore, a motherly role plays a larger part in who that human being will grow into as it is the mother's God-given duty to be the more nurturing parent in the early developmental years. Yes, no, maybe so. He, I think he made some sense. You heard those quotes from some of our presidents. Look who Jesus grew up to be. And we're going to read about his mother today. Now she's done, died in heaven waiting just like the rest of us. Nothing special about her except the role she played here. So if you're praying to her, I'm glad you're in a Christian church today. I should say the Protestant church some sort. What does it look like to be a godly mother? What does it look like? What does a godly mother do? How do I know I am doing what is best for my child? How do I become a godly mother? I know a new mother. that's about to be a new mother. These are the questions we are asking ourselves. Man or woman, everybody's asking themselves these questions when you're getting ready to have your first child. How do I devote myself to God, husband, and child? And how do I do it well? Okay, now we're going to put up Luke one twenty six through 56. Good stuff here today. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David, Was a descendant of Solomon, who was birthed by Bathsheba. You remember our turns stories. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Something I rarely hear the angels ever say to anybody. They usually start with, Do not be afraid. This one starts a little differently. So take advantage of this, mothers. Greetings, favored woman. Exclamation point. Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary. Now I'll go with my don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, For you have found favor with God. Why? Ask yourself that question in this story right there. Why? What made Mary special? You ever ask yourself that question when you read the story in the birth of Jesus? Or you're just interested in Jesus being born? Why? Why? For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. I don't want to stand up in church and be the youngest mother. Unmarried? How embarrassing. But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. There was a lot of scripture that was talking about this person. And here's Mary sitting there having a conversation with an angel finding out she's going to mother said person. It's a lot of pressure for a young mother. Probably a teenager still. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become present, pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son, and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. You hear that, mothers? Fathers, men, young men. For the word of God will never fail. Listen to Mary's response. Listen to Mary's response. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. That is why Mary was favored. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. She didn't doubt, she didn't fight. She didn't argue. We're going to go over in my notes in a minute all the obstacles that would have appeared in her path hearing that news. Hearing that news. All the things that would have come across her brain in six seconds. We're going to hear it in a minute. I'm going to point those things out. But the reality is that her response to God's calling was, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth, her cousin. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. And what happened? Just by hearing the voice of Mary, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. You catch that? Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Mothers, let that be your promise today. Mothers, let that be your promise today. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Do you think these two believed in the truth? Believed in the Gospels. Believed in the coming Messiah. Believed everything they'd been taught and read in the synagogues. Well, they probably didn't read. They probably listened. When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Do you believe that the Lord will do what he said? Do you? Because if you do, I'm going to read it again. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about 3 months and then went back to her own home. Wow. You ever slow down and read that story? It's not just about the birth of Jesus here. It's about the response, the faithfulness and the favor given to Mary too. To the mother. To mothers. Mary was God's faithful servant. That is in your notes. Mary was God's faithful servant. I loved her response when she said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. It's Mother's Day. I'm not going to keep you here late. Why was God able to use her? Why? Because she believed God. She believed God. Do you believe God or do you really, 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 really hope that everything He says is kind of true? Do you believe or do you really, 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 really hope? Because there's a difference. I believe that if I were to step off this stage with my eyes closed, I might fall. I don't really, really, really wonder if that will happen. I know that will happen. I believe that will happen. I believe that if I got into my truck and closed my eyes and started the engine and started to drive, it would take no more than 15 seconds before my truck collided with another object. I don't need to really, really, really wonder if that will happen. I know that will happen. I believe that will happen. You see the difference in the two? Mary believed God. May everything you have said about me come true. Elizabeth noted and acknowledged Mary's belief in God. Did you notice that? Not only did Mary say, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true. She didn't doubt. She didn't argue. But also, Elizabeth said, Where is it here? You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. See? At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child... I, I had the notes here in my notes. I'm going backwards. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's Elizabeth child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. This is why Mary was chosen. Do you believe? Do you believe yet? Next in your notes. God often calls us to do difficult things. Motherhood is a difficult task. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Fatherhood is not as difficult. Real easy to say, Gotta go to work. Putting in some overtime. I'm tired. I've had a long day. i got to get up at 4 and go to work tomorrow. I can't be woken up in the night. God often calls us to do difficult things. He calls those who believe, love, and want to serve him. Remember I talked about the room of worshipers? You know who they were? Mostly women. Mostly women. Mostly women were upstanding and praising and worshiping God a minute ago. It's crazy. Now I get it. My back hurts. You guys know I have a bad back. That's why I sit the whole time. I sit back there for 30 minutes because I know I'm going to come and stand up here with my back hurting for 30 minutes. So I'm like, I don't want to double down. If I stand that whole 30 minutes, I get up here, my back's tight. So I sit for the first 30. But I try to lift my hands, I try to sing praises, and I try to get into the worship music. Amen? God often calls us to do difficult things. He calls those who believe, love, and want to serve him. That's what Mary did. Now, remember when I told you, many things would have crossed Mary's mind when she heard this news. Remember I told you that. Now, I'm going to go over some of those. Mary suffered great embarrassment being with child and not having a husband. You're going you're to uh, have the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and you're going to conceive a child. Really? I just told you I'm a virgin. I'm engaged to Joseph. Hmm. This is not good. I'm going to be that mother at church who stands up unwed, who shouldn't be pregnant. Right? It was a crisis because she was engaged to Joseph. How about this one? Did you know this one? It was a capital offense. To be pregnant out of wedlock at that time. Yes. She faced the risk of being stoned. To death. You ever watch stoning in the movie? Where they take pebbles and throw them at you? You know what real life stoning looks like? Boulders. That I can fling as hard as I can at your head. Probably didn't take too many blows to knock you unconscious before you bled out. Not a fun way to die. Mary faced this. Do I want to be the mother of the Messiah and risk getting stoned to death? I'm trying to weigh this out here. You sure you got my back? Because once you told me you were going to do it, you left. Is God's promise going to come true? Is that what Mary probably thought? No. Cuz you know what Mary said? I am the Lord's faithful servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Therefore I will not be stoned because according to what God's word said to me, I'm going to have this child. Therefore I will not be stoned. Mary believed. She did not allow her fear to become an obstacle. In spite of all this that went across her mind, she accepted this difficulty and relied on God and believed in Him. That's what mothers do. What made the difference in her life was her attitude towards God. What made her available to God was her commitment to Him. Do you hear this, mothers? New, up-and-coming mothers? Young ladies who will someday be married and become mothers I just had to make sure I add that in there what made the difference in her life was her attitude towards God what made her available to God was her commitment to him are you available to God believing in him is great are you available to him are you committed to him Mary had shortcomings right Mary was human. She wasn't 16 without sin, but she was still chosen. We've all sinned before we got to 16. Yes? Okay, so Mary was not special in that sense. But Mary was committed, available, and believed in God. And she was his faithful servant. It's similar to what I always say about Jesus now. If you have Jesus in your life, you do not become sinless, but you sin less. Mary had God in her life at the time. Mary was committed to God. Mary believed in the scriptures, and Mary was available and believed in God. That is why she was favored and blessed and chosen. Mary had court shortcomings as she was as human as the rest of us. Yet she was a godly woman who loved the Lord and was faithful to God. Like all, the men, like all the men and women heroes of the Bible. I probably have to slow down to go through these, right? Yeah, there's a next slide. Okay. Mary had shortcomings as she was human and the rest, as the rest of us. Yet she was a godly woman who loved the Lord and was faithful to God. Like all the men and women heroes of the Bible, God did not hide their weaknesses when he used them. Yet these heroes were greatly used by God. Any of the people we've talked about so far, remember this. Go to the next slide. It was not their ability, but their willingness that allowed God to use them. Okay? God doesn't care how talented you are. He made you talented because he wants to use your talent. But it's not your talent that he's going to use necessarily. It was not their ability, but their willingness that allowed God to use them. That is the job of the mother. Every woman and mother here has a special call from God to live a godly, faithful life. God has a will and ministry for every woman and mother here. Every woman and mother here has a special call from God to live a godly, faithful life. God has a will and ministry for every woman and mother here. Some side notes. They're not in your notes. Often the will of God for the mother and wife is a difficult one. Why? Because of all these things I described. The helper, the servient one, the less than, the less skilled worker. I'm smarter than my wife, I'm stronger than my wife. I this my wife, and that's not the attitude to have. God gave us our wives to be our helper, and they're going to be the mothers of our children. And one day we want our sons to quote our mothers as George Washington and Abraham Lincoln did. And guess who else probably had nothing but nice things to say about their mother? Jesus. Mothers faithfully serve the Lord and are rarely mentioned. Right? Think about the Bible. Think about it. Sometimes a wife is mentioned and acknowledged but rarely one's mother. If you looked up Abraham Lincoln and Wikipedia it would tell you the name of his spouse but you'd have to dig deeper to find who his mother was. It was God who made Mary special. It was God's will for her and her commitment to that role and God's plan for what, guys? For the salvation of the world. Catch that? The role of the mother. The role of the helper. It was God who made Mary special. It was God who made mothers special. It was God's will for them and their commitment to that role in God's plan for the salvation of the world. You hear that? She was no different from any other woman, yet she had her weaknesses, she had her weaknesses and shortcomings, yet she obeyed God. This made her a wonderful woman and child of God. My closing thoughts here. Oh, I have that on the, on the slides? Good. Being a godly mother and wife is not something that comes automatic. Is this true or false? It's true. Being a godly mother and wife is not something that comes automatic. First, a woman must be fully committed to the Lord, just like Mary was. Second, she must learn to be a devoted child of God With an open Bible in her house and heart. And she should be earnestly seeking God's guidance for her life and family through much prayer. The mother is the helper. The mother and wife is the helper. I'm always going to associate mothers with wife because most are married. The second one again she must be learn to be a devoted child of God with an open Bible in her house how do you know what God's will is for your life you gotta read God's Word and find God's will for your life if you're not opening your Bible and reading it how is God speaking to you I don't see any burning bushes lately I do see the Holy Spirit who speaks through people so if you're not coming to church on Sunday you're not engaging around people filled with the Holy Spirit to be speaking into your life. Yes? Second, she must learn to be a devoted child of God with an open Bible in her heart, house, and heart, her heart. And she should be earnestly seeking God's guidance for her life and family through much prayer. The role of the mother is so important. I found that today, talking about Mary and it being her turn would really tie into our series and help sum up Mother's Day. I want to pray. Lord, I thank you for our mothers, Lord. I thank you for my mother, Lord. I thank you for my grandmother, Lord. I thank you for the women that you've put in my life who've loved me like a son, who've mentored me, encouraged me, and been that soft spoken voice of the Holy Spirit, always trying to guide me on the right path. Lord, I thank you for the role that you've given the mothers, Lord. I thank you for the role that you've given the wives who are going to be mothers, Lord. I thank you that you've created them to be the helper, Lord. Not the helper as in helping, but the helper as in the advocate of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, I pray over our mothers today, Lord, and our, and our women, Lord, and our soon-to-be mothers. I pray that you continue to bless them because they believe, Lord. I pray that you continue to bless them because they are committed to you, Lord. I pray that you lift them up. And I pray that you give them all a special day today, Lord. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. That's it. Go home. Go to-